was great. Wasn't that amazing? I I love dance, but um, I love watching people use the things that God's put in them to give him glory. I think that's really cool. I love watching that with the arts and watching that happen, and that's really exciting. So, And it's just leading straight into to my message this morning. Thank you. Um, I'm actually sharing a message that I shared on a Wednesday night um, last month. So if you were here, you have to listen to it again, I guess. But um, it's something that John and I both feel is so um, extremely important that we really wanted everyone to to hear what the Lord was saying. And so um, we're going to just continue to talk about God's love. We've been on God's love for... I don't know, a month. We've just been talking about his love. And and I think it's something crucial that the Lord is doing um, in his people is just really releasing his love. Last week I I taught the kids and I was asking them about Family Sunday because we're going to have Family Sunday at the end of this month. And I said, what what should we do with the adults? Like, what do you think? Um, I want your input on what we should do for Family Sunday for for thing. And we had, of course, lots of interesting suggestions. But um, one one child raised his hand, and he's like five, maybe six. And, uh, and I said, what do you think we should do? And he said, I think we should pray for God to pour out his love on them. And, like, I just looked at him for a second, and I'm like, I think that might be a good idea. Because, see, even the children are catching that that's what the Lord is doing. You know, our little five- and six-year-olds, when I'm asking them, are, I think we should pray for God's love. I'm like, I think that's right. You know, like they're hearing the same things, and I think that's so so exciting. So we're just going to continue on with that this morning because um, if, we, if we don't get a grasp of God's love, if we don't really encounter God's love and experience his love and know his love, then all the other stuff doesn't really matter anymore. It just doesn't. You know, all the, all the f- excitement that we're running towards and, and signs and wonders and miracles, really, none of those things matter if we do not have intimacy with the Lord. If we cannot experience his love, then, um, you know, it's, we, that, all the other stuff just doesn't matter. So I think, you know, we've all heard the song, Jesus Loves Me, right? How many of you know the song, Jesus Loves Me? This I know for the Bible tells me so. And I think... Um, I love that song, you know, I'm with the kids, but I believe that a lot of us only know the Father's love um, because we sing about it and because the Bible tells us so. And I'm not trying to diminish God's word, but, um, you know, if you're reading this and it's not filtering through you and becoming alive and real in your life, then the Bible's just giving you head knowledge. And I think that What's happened with, with God's love is that we've just learned, we sing about it. We sang a bunch of songs this morning about God's love. Jesus loves me. Yeah, we all know that, but do we know it? Do we like, you know, like knowing, sometimes we, we just say no and we're meaning a memorized fact. But really the word no is like supposed to be like an experience. Like, do I know it? Like, if I know the Lord, I know him because it's an experience that I've had with him. It's not like this memorized fact that I know God, God loves me. It's like Jesus loves me, this I know because... 
I've been with him and he's told me so, you know, himself. It's not because anybody else has told me or because the Bible's told me, while that is good. It's because I've been with Jesus and I've heard him say, I love you. That's why I know God loves me, because I hang out with him and he tells me he loves me. And so we've got to get to a point where we understand God's love because of experience and we know it. And it's not just a memorized fact in our head, because a lot of us know that Jesus loves us in our head. But not everyone knows that he loves you in his heart. And so love is love is a fundamental building block. You know, like they talk about those things in Christianity of like, you know, those things, the basics that you build your life on. And love is one of those things. Love is one of the absolute basics. In 1 John 3, 1, it says how great the love of God, the love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. And see, it's, it's a huge part of our identity. If we do not understand God's love for us, then we don't fully understand who we are and we're crippling ourselves spiritually. We have got to get back. To, to just the basics, God's love, God's word, all these things that, you know, we add a lot of fluff to our Christian life. And I don't know that that's necessarily a good thing all the time. We just have to get back to God's love. I think that that we put God in a human box too many times when we're trying to understand his love for us or when we're trying to understand our abilities. We put him in this human box because based on our relationships with our parents, with our siblings, with our friends, with our spouses, with people in general. We have a skewed view of God because we expect him to act the same way that those people do in our lives. And God just simply is not human. He simply does not act like humans do. He just isn't. He's not like us at all in our relationships. But because of the relationships in our lives, we, we expect God to act like those people And if we can get out of that thinking, it will be so freeing because God becomes who he really is and not something that we think he is. And so I had this picture. I actually like uh, scrounged up a screen this morning. If you've been wondering what this dirty screen is doing over here. (laughs) Couldn't find a small one. (laughs) So this worked. I made the whole worship team nervous this morning. I came in and I was like, how do you take a screen out of a window? Because I really need one. And everybody was like, oh, my goodness. Um, But this is the picture that I got. Um, When I was soaking, I don't know, I was spending time with the Lord the first time that I was writing this. And I got this picture. And it was like all of us together. And we were all, like, hanging out, worshiping the Lord. But all of us were standing like this. This is exactly what the picture was. I'm so excited that I found one this big. Um, This is what we were doing. We were standing just like this. And we were worshiping. And we were like, oh, Jesus, you're so good. Oh, yes, you know. And, uh, but the screen was always right in front of our faces. And, and it was like we could not see God for who he really was because there's still a mess here. And everything that he was pouring on us, all his love that was coming down towards us, while we're catching some of it, it's being filtered through this thing. And so we were just standing there and like, you know, everyone's just like, you know, we're all worshiping, but it's like there, there's no, there's no complete freedom. There's always this thing in front of our faces and um, we're going to get rid of the screen this morning. So first we have to identify the screens. Um, there, there's four things 
that I believe every human has dealt with, and that is a screen. It's what holds the screen in place. It might be the screen. And um, these are four keys that keep us from knowing the Father's love, knowing, like, experiencing, fully understanding. Um, And they're not real fun things, but I feel like we're supposed to share them. Um, Number one, the first thing that keeps us from knowing the Father's love is rejection. And, you know, this is so deep and... And we all feel like we're alone in our rejection, but it's so common. This is one thing that I, I mean, the more I'm ministering to people, the more I'm really realizing every single person almost that I've encountered has some issue of rejection. See, and this is all coming from people in our lives, you know, and whether they intended to or not. Maybe your parents didn't want you. Maybe you were abandoned by someone that you loved. Maybe... You were so excited and proud of something you did, and you could not wait to come in and run in and show someone how excited you were only to be shut down and turned away and not noticed. And that's left a scar in you. Maybe, maybe you've been rejected by a boyfriend or a girlfriend that like was a lasting scar. There's, I mean, there's just numerous things, but I mean, God's going to continue. He's just going to start pulling those out of you. Maybe you felt like you were never good enough for anyone. Um, rejection. God does not reject you. He does not pick and choose his favorites. Um, kind of like Jerry was saying earlier, that where rejection is the screen that we have up, and it's like we can't fully experience God's love because we just expect that he probably doesn't really like us that much. Or, oh, look at Pastor John. He's so cool. He can even play the drums, you know. Like, why would God care about me? You know, we, we, we think like that. You guys, I mean, some people are, like, looking at me, but I know this is the way you think. You look at people and compare yourselves and think, because our society is all about comparing You think that that's the way that God looks at us, that he's looking over us and going, oh, yeah, there's a favorite. Oh, there's a favorite over there. And here's one of my all time favorites. But these other guys, eh. And that's we we really do think like that in your heart of hearts. If you really begin to dig deep, we really believe that God doesn't have favorites or that he does. But he doesn't. God does not pick and choose his favorites. His love for you is unending, undying and unchanging. So rejection. Number two is fear. Um, fear really keeps us from experiencing all of the God's love. And, and fear comes in from a lot of broken relationships, too, in our lives. We might be afraid to trust. We might be um, afraid because people have used us. We might be afraid of whatever. But God's, God's love, there, there is no fear. Perfect love casts out all fear. There, there is no fear. He doesn't love for selfish gain. God doesn't do that. We're not like his little people that he uses. He doesn't love for selfish gain. The third one is shame. Maybe you've done something or you're doing something right now that you're no, you know is not pleasing to the Lord, and you're, you're trapped in shame. And shame just really ticks me off. That little guy... Because he's so deceiving. He's so deceiving. He just like sneaks in. Shame just sneaks in and like lies to you. And then we believe it. 
And then it keeps us from being loved and loving others fully the way we should. Shame is a lie. Don't be caught in shame. Today, if you're caught in shame, don't leave here being stuck in shame. Okay? Be free today. No sin changes God's love for you. No sin. Absolutely nothing that anyone in this room is dealing with changes God's absolute crazy love for you. He is head over heels in love with you no matter what you have done in the past or what you are caught in now. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. Shame is one of those screens. Number four is insecurity. Maybe there's a lack of confidence in who you are um, because you've been, you've been beaten down by people. Maybe you've been made fun of all the time and it's made you really insecure. Maybe sarcastic comments have been around your entire life and it's just beat you down and you're really insecure about things in your life. People's opinions of, of you establish who you are. That's kind of a sign of insecurity. But God loves you just the way you are. He loves you just the way you are. He made you and he loves you just the way you are. There's nothing, nothing. So he, he doesn't pick and choose his favorites. God doesn't love for selfish gain and he's absolutely good and trustworthy. No sin changes his love and he loves you just the way you are. In scripture, we read about the enemy. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And I think that he's really done that in these four areas of our life. He snuck in and and he's attacked us at at a basic level in our relationships. And this is huge. I mean, like the day that I was working on this, like I was just in my office, like um, I ran it, like I ran down the hall from my office to John's and I came in and I shut the door and he was like, what are you doing? And I'm like, you got to listen to this. Listen to how huge this is. And he was like, okay. You know, he always knows it's going to be something interesting when I like storm into the, into the office. But, but uh, I, I really, I really believe that the Lord was showing me something, and I don't even know that I understand it fully yet. But the enemy has come in, and he, he's messed up all of our earthly relationships, okay? Like, he comes in, and, like, we get all, you know, in the mix of all these bad things. And then he's lied to us and told us that God is the same way, and we believe him, okay? Now, this is, I think this is really key to look at this and be aware that this is what the enemy is doing, that the enemy's four big big guys are Rejection, fear, shame, and insecurity. He's attacked us at a level that we never even saw coming. And if we can, if we can recognize those things in our lives and be free from them and experience the full love of God, we will be unstoppable people. We will be unstoppable. I'm, I'm, I'm convinced that if every single one of us in here actually really experienced the true love of God, we would be unstoppable because everything else comes out of the intimacy with the Lord. When you begin to understand his love and you feel his love, you just want to be with him. You just want it. And out of that flows everything else in your life, everything else. And when, when that's right, you find that all of your relationships here are good too. If you're struggling in some of your relationships this way, you might want to visit your screens because, you know, if you got a screen this way in front of you, you probably got it this way, too, when you're staring at your neighbors. Um, 
And so we gotta we got to make that right. And I'm just going to close with a story. Actually, I want to read this scripture because I stumbled upon this, and this is amazing. It's in Hosea 11, um, if you want to turn there. If not, I'll just read it. Um, this, is, this is talking about God's love for Israel. When Israel was a child, I loved him, and out of Egypt I called my son. But the more they were called, the more they went away from me. They sacrificed to Baals, and they turned incense to images. It was I who taught Ephraim to walk, taking them by the arms, but they did not realize it when I healed them. I led them with cords of human kindness, with ties of love. To them I was like one who lifts a little child to his cheek, and I bent down to feed him. Isn't this beautiful? It's so beautiful. Like the Lord just talking about his people, he just loves them. He's, even though they're sacrificing to other gods, he just loves them. Will they not turn to eat, uh, return to Egypt? And will not Assyria rule over them because they refuse to repent? Swords will flash in their cities. Um, Swords will flash in their cities, will destroy the bars of the gates, and put to end their plans. My people are determined to turn from me, even though they call me God Most High. I will be, by no means exalt them. Okay, so, like, you have God saying this. Now listen to the change. Like, this is just amazing. So the next verse, it says, how can I give you up, Ephraim? How can I hand you over, Israel? And he goes on and he says, my heart is changed within me. All my compassion is aroused. I will not carry out my fierce anger, nor will I devastate Ephraim again. For I am God and I am not a human being. The Holy One among you. God is not human. He is not a mere mortal like us. He does not act like us. You know what? When we start acting like this and sacrificing things to other people and doing whatever and and leaving our other friends, we just, like, mark them off. Like, my fierce anger rages against you, and bam, you're exed. But God, not really. I mean, I'm not like that. But you know what I mean? It's easy in our relationships on the earth. It's not like we have this great compassion arousing in me and I'm going, oh, how can I let you go? Like, just go. If you don't like me, just go. Um, But that's how we are. I'm serious. You guys are laughing, but you know this is true. You know this is true. God is not human. He does not act like that. And I love this scripture where God is just loving his kids. And he's like, look what they're doing, man. That really makes me angry. But, oh, wait, hold on. There's so much compassion for them. And I do not act like you. So I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to let my fierce anger go against you. It's so it's so great. I God is not a human. He does not act like a human. He does not act like we act. And so if we can take him out of that Um, we can really experience the fullness of his love. And it's so good. It is so good. When John and I went to our pastor's retreat, um, that was really good too. We just had a good restful time. And one afternoon, they just had, we had the whole afternoon off to do whatever we wanted. And um, so John was playing basketball and I decided to, to put on my iPod, and I was just going to walk around. We were like, and actually, there's pretty parts of Texas with trees and water. And <clears throat> I didn't know that. I'd never been to East Texas. So, like, we're in this place, and they have all these glorious trees, and there's this big pond with a little island in the middle with a big cross, and it was just gorgeous. And so I put in my music, and I was just worshiping, and I'm, I was just walking around the pond, and then I was running, and then I was, like, dancing, and there was people out there, and I was like, sorry. Um, 
I was just worshiping. I was just enjoying the Lord. And um, I came around, and there's this dock kind of on the pond. And I went, and I just sat on the edge, and I just had an amazing time with the Lord. Like, I can't even tell you how good it was. And I was sitting there, and I was listening to a song called Pursuer of My Soul. Um, and it's talking about, you know, coming into the Lord's presence and how much he loves you. And there's this instrumental part. And it's just like God. I mean, you know, it's just like him to just time everything right. And I'm sitting on this dock. And it was like, if I could have been using my spiritual eyes, I know Jesus was sitting right next to me. I could feel it. Couldn't see him. But I was like convinced. I'm like, I know you're right there. I can see you. You know, like in my heart, I could almost see it. And there's this part on the song where it just says, love has found me. It surrounds me. I am yours. I am yours. And it just goes. And, and I was just sitting there on that dock, and something happened. I don't even know how to describe it except for God's love found me. It found me. And I am his. And it just surrounded me. And I, I was just caught up in the love of the Father. And it was like things in my heart, my screens were just being melted apart. Like I didn't have any choice. I was like, oh, I just, you know, it just, they were just melted. I finally, it was, I've had one other experience like this with the Father's love where it was like, you love me. And it was this, I can't even explain it except to say his love found me on the dock that day. And I was blown away. I was like weeping uncontrollably. And, and he did so much in my heart that day. And a lot of that, he finished off some of the rejection and the shame and the insecurity. And because his love really found me. It didn't have to filter through a screen. It, it found me through it like it melted the screen and just came on me. And it was amazing. And if we can all be people in that place, it doesn't have to be like some big extravagant event like mine necessarily, but he does want to pour his love on you in a way that is amazing, that you've never experienced before. If you have never experienced the fullness of God's love for you, you have to, you have to have it. We have to eliminate the screens so that he can get to all of us, all of him, to all of us, so we can see God as he really is. So we're not looking at him, expecting him to act like a human to us, because he is not a human being. He is good. He is absolutely, truly, amazingly good all the time. He is good, and he loves you, and his love for you is amazing. He does not pick and choose his favorites. And he loves you just the way you are, and no sin changes his love. And so what I feel like we're supposed to do this morning, and I'm, I'm not even going to apologize for it. I was going to, but I'm not. I, you know, I, if you need to get to lunch, you can leave. Um, we do have a baptism, but I feel like we're supposed to respond to this. We really are supposed to respond to this. And... We're a people that really, um, we believe in impartation. You know, if the Lord is freely giving you something, freely give it away. Freely give it away. And the one thing that the Lord told me this week is is to impart his love into people. And so um, Dave's going to turn on, turn on a CD because I want everyone in this room who wants some of this to be able to respond. 
So worship team, you're, you're free to just respond. But if you, if you're thinking, man, I've got some of those screens or, or whatever, or you just sort of thinking, I just need God's love. I just want you to come up to the front and, and just be with the Lord. I, I will come by and lay my hands on you because I feel like I'm supposed to impart God's love to you. Um, but just come up to the front and just enjoy his presence. Let the screens be melted away. If you need to forgive someone, forgive someone. You know, the, the rejection and the shame and the insecurity and the fear come a lot of times from people in our lives and our relationships here. And so if, if God brings something up and you need to forgive, forgive. That helps melt the, the screen away. But let him come in and touch you in a way that you've never, you've never let him before. Let his love find you. Let his love find you. Because um, he promised me he would show up. Him and I have a deal. <laughs> Um, he told me, if you'll say it, I'll show up. And so if you're desperate for that this morning, he's ready. He's ready to meet you exactly where you're at and, uh, and touch you with his love. So, Dave, if you'll turn on that CD. We're actually going to start with Pursuer of My Soul because I just love this song. But if that's you this morning and you just want some of that, if you'll just come up to the front.